Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, October the 15th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. 77 days left in 2021. Today on October 15, 1991, despite sexual harassment allegations by Anita Hill, the Senate confirmed the nomination of Clarence Thomas to the U.S. Supreme Court. Today in 1783, the first manned balloon flight took place in Paris. A guy ascended in a basket. It was attached to a tethered hot air balloon. He didn't want to go too high, but he did go up about 75 feet. Today in 1878, Thomas Edison founded the Edison Electric Light Company. Today in 1928, the German dirigible Graf Zeblin landed in Lakehurst, New Jersey, completing its first commercial flight across the Atlantic. I'll bet that was an interesting trip. Today in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed a bill creating the U.S. Department of Transportation. Today in 1966, the Revolutionary Black Panther Party was founded by Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. It was an African-American organization, deeply socialist, started in Oakland, California. Today in 2001, Bethlehem Steel Corporation filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Today in 2017, actress and activist Alyssa Milano, she's still... She's never closed her mouth, I think, since 2017. She keeps talking. She is way out there. She makes makes Bernie Sanders appear to be somewhat conservative sometimes. She tweeted that women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted should write, quote, Me Too as a status, like a hashtag. Within hours, tens of thousands had taken up the hashtag Me Too. And that started a movement, of course. It had been used before, some years ago, by some celebrity. I can't remember who it was. But anyway, she picked it up and she repopularized it, and it continues today. But speaking of hashtags, shoppers yesterday across the country started their own kind of a hashtag kind of thing. They're frustrated by the national product shortages. I talked about our shipping um uh, the whole crisis that we have with the shipping and all the ships sitting offshore. And there's just been, a, and I talked about it because there's been a collapse of, of government oversight. That's one of the few things that government should do, defense and transportation and keep things running and stay out of our way. But they're not doing that. The things that they ought to be doing, they're not. The things that they should keep their hands off, Second Amendment, religious freedom, you know the list. They're doing that. I mean, they're all over that. Anyway, shoppers have gotten so frustrated by the growing national product shortages that they started yesterday a hashtag. It's called hashtag empty shelves Joe. And it really caught on. I mean, there were thousands, if not 
tens or hundreds of thousands of people doing this yesterday, and it's continuing today well, on social media. What they're doing is they're taking pictures of empty shelves in the grocery stores in their town or city, wherever they live, and they're putting putting it out there. I was just looking at some of it, a little bit of it this morning. One person, I, I, I don't even know any, I mean, I don't know these people. I don't even know where they're from, but they're putting on social media, they're putting, just went shopping again. Thanks, hashtag empty shelves, Joe. I really love having to go every day now in order to find what I used to take, used to take one trip. One guy, and he had a, a photo on there of a near vacant shelves in the grocery store wherever he lives and wherever he shops. Just went shopping again, one wrote. Thanks, Empty Shelf Joe's. I really love going every day. Another one says, I'm pretty sure at hashtag or at Joe Biden and the Democrats in D.C. are eating just fine and having no issues getting what they need. The rest of us lowly Americans who actually go to the grocery stores, not so much. That I mean, that's just a taste, but there's a just a growing um, pushback on this on all of the ideas of this of our government and this far left um, administration that's in place now. I mean, it's amazing. And yesterday, or actually this morning, it was late last night, but the the story is out there this morning. It's in a number of of newspapers across the country. As these cargo ships are congesting the U.S. ports, I mean, they're just, I, I wrote about it yesterday and I put pictures in the article that I I published on our website at faithandfreedom.us. It would be yesterday. You would you could find that, but you can see the pictures of them. And I gave some statistics and, and one thing or another. But people are starting to ask, um, where is the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg? Remember him? He ran for president and he ran pretty strongly he was the first openly gay guy and so on that ran and he's married to his husband chastin chastin by the way grew up in an evangelical church with godly parents as far as everything i've read about them but anyway uh found out in this story that pete Buttigieg, who's supposed to be in charge of all this he's a cabinet member for the department of, of secretary of transportation Guess where he's been? And rather than try to solve this problem, he's been taking time off on paid leave for um, parental paid leave. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has been off on paid leave with his husband, Chaston, and their two newborn babies as the ships continue to back up all across the nation or the ocean. And the nation shelves are getting more and more empty. That's amazing. Boeing Company announced on Tuesday that employees must get vaccinated against COVID-19 or face the possibility of termination, like a number of other companies are doing. Human Events got a hold of some internal memos, leaked documents, and the documents show that workers at Boeing, particularly in Seattle, are allegedly planning a sick-out every Friday, beginning October 15. That's today. We'll see what happens. 
but Human Events announced this morning that that's going to be happening. There is a spirit of confusion, to say the least, in our nation today. Chaos abounds, and confusion is beginning to take control of a number of parts of our society and the minds of too many in our culture. One of our supporters that supports us regularly sent this along with a check. I've got to share it with you. It's a quote from A.W. Tozer. We're all human beings suddenly to become blind. We're all human beings being suddenly to become blind. Still the sun would shine by day and the stars by night. For these owe nothing to the millions who benefit from their light. So were every man on earth to become atheist, it would not affect God in any way. He is what he is in himself without regard to any other. To believe in him adds nothing to his perfections. To doubt him takes nothing away. Profound and true. A.W. Tozer. God is in control. I noticed in an article um, published this morning in, in some of the national news organizations, the governor of Tennessee was giving a speech yesterday, and in the speech he said, we must remember that God is sovereign and God is in control. I thought that made my day. I don't know this guy, but whomever he is, I like what he's saying, at least that part of it. We must remember that God is sovereign and God is in control. But boy, you look at what's going on in our culture and you don't get the sense that anyone else is in control, but we know that God is. I want to thank you for your support. We need it. I don't make a big deal about it here. It is a big deal. If we don't have it, we would kind of go away. But I don't talk about it a lot, and I know that if you listen regularly, you know that, and I think many of you appreciate that. You understand how things work, and our sole um, support, the income, is from the donors. We don't do advertising on our website because we can't control it enough, and I'm just not going to have that on there. So we look to those of you who believe in what we're doing to support us, and I thank you so much for all of you who do. I, I can't even find the words to adequately express my deepest appreciation. I feel very strongly that God has called me to do this, yet I wouldn't be able to do it without people like yourself standing with us. Thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Or you can go online at faithandfreedom.us. You can donate there. There's a little tab. You could click it, and it'll prompt you and tell you what to do. It's pretty simple, basically. Even I can do it, and I'm not that great sometimes with some of those kinds of things. But nonetheless, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I talked about this earlier, and I have to come back to it because there's a new development in it. I told you I'd probably be talking about this again sooner than later. Well, as it turned out, I am. I want to talk to you again about local public schools, particularly in Virginia. Virginia has has turned out to be 
kind of a microcosm of what's happening across the nation. It isn't just in Virginia. Parents are getting fed up with paying thousands of dollars in taxes every year to public schools, local public schools, and then having to deal with the kinds of things that parents are having to deal with now. In June, the local public school board, and I mentioned this earlier this week, in fact, on Monday, in June, the local public school board abruptly cut off parents' comments and concerns about what the district was teaching their children in Loudoun County, Virginia, across the river from D.C. The chairwoman repeatedly demanded silence from the packed room, and it was a packed room. Parents spoke out regarding critical race theory, and they spoke out about special privileges for transgender, quote-unquote, students. Unfortunately, the parents' opinions didn't sway the minds of the board very much, if at all. Following the board meeting, they canceled it early, and the board chairwoman told NBC4, which was out of Washington, D.C., as they said, just across the river, the chairwoman for NBC Channel 4 told uh, or told NBC Channel 4, we will not back down. In other words, we're going to take our stand against the parents, and they haven't. Well, here's what's happened since then. Now, four months later, some parents predicted, and it happened. Back in June, the Virginia State Senator, Dick Black, he spoke out. He apparently is pretty popular with conservatives. He spoke out against critical race theory in that board meeting back in June, causing the capacity crowd of parents to keep cheering and clapping for him. The board didn't like that because they didn't like what was being said. So they told them this packed room. In fact, I wrote another article on this today with an updated version of what's happened since then. I mean, just in the last few days. And in there, I included a, a picture of this. I mean, it doesn't look like typical board me. I mean, there's a huge crowd. The place is packed with parents, concerned parents. So the board told them if there were any more eruptions like that, they would shut things down. There were more moments of clapping and cheering because they agreed with the guy. And they'd finally found a voice, this former state uh, senator. So anyway, they did shut down. So they kept clapping and cheering and the taxpayer funded public school shut down the taxpaying parents, removed them. I mean, it's just amazing. A sheriff's deputy took the microphone. He declared the meeting and, quote, unlawful assembly. Think about that for a few moments. And then he told everyone to get out or be subject to arrest for trespassing. There was one man there who refused to leave. So he was arrested. The man repeatedly said, what did I do wrong? I mean, you, you could hear it on, on the video, on the, the audio. He said, what did I do wrong? Tell me what I did wrong as they cuffed him and took him out of the building. The man's name is Scott Smith. He was there to speak against the school's transgender policies that are becoming bizarre, really. I mean, you can't hardly believe what these board members are saying and doing as you watch them say and do it. As the parents were forced out of the room, they broke out into singing the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. 
that was conceived in war, and yet these parents must feel some sense of being at war with their own local public schools. It's amazing. After the room was cleared, the board reconvened in a closed session, doors locked, unfettered by the opinions of the taxpayer parents. The school board later told NBC TV4, also out of Washington, D.C., we will not back down from fighting for the rights of our students and continuing our focus on equity. That caught my, that single, single sentence caught my attention because these students are not their students. I know there's a sense of responsibility when you hand off your kid to the government to educate them, but the students really belong to the parents and to God himself, not the local school board or the local school, particularly the government-run school. However, the battle for the mind of the children continues, and it's continuing to escalate. And the school board has kept its word. It's not back down, but neither have the parents. So fast forward, that's been, that all happened back in June and kind of played out over the last few weeks. Okay, October 12, that was Tuesday, a couple of days ago. We're back to this issue. This week we learned that the father is claiming this very same school district attempted to cover up his daughter's alleged assault in the girl's bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. I mentioned that on this program, but I didn't know all of the details behind the story because it hadn't come out yet, but now it has. The father is Scott Smith. The father is the man whom they handcuffed and took out of the meeting back in June because he wanted to talk and he was very emotional and he was very hurt. He was emotional. He was, he was crying. And he said, please listen to me. And they cuffed him and took him out. Okay, well, his name is Scott Smith. He's the same guy that was arrested back in June for trying to tell the school board that their transgender policies were causing girls to be vulnerable to the very thing that happened to his 13-year-old daughter. The Daily Wire was the first that's associated with the with the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBM, that's 700 Club and all the Pat Robertson and all that. The Daily Wire was the first to report that Smith claimed that a boy wearing a skirt had entered the girl's bathroom at school and sexually assaulted his ninth grade 13 year old daughter. The boy has been charged with four different sexual assault charges. I mentioned that on this program as well. I still hadn't made the connection that it was Scott Smith, the guy that got, um, you know, cuffed and arrested back in June. Just prior to Smith's arrest at the meeting, the Loudoun County Public Schools superintendent told attendees opposed to transgender bathroom policy that their concerns were unfounded, and he knew at the time that this had happened. Now we found out that they knew and they covered it up. But he told the parents there, in regards to these stupid transgender bathroom policies, that their concerns were unfounded. He said since the school district has no record of any assaults in school bathrooms to this point. An LGBTQ activist is saying that Smith's daughter's claim of assault was not believable because there were no records of the assaults. 
there were no records of the assaults because when the girl told the, somebody there at the school, she was told, we'll handle this inside. Don't talk about it. We'll take care of it from the inside. Smith's lawyer, the father, says if someone would have sat and listened for 30 seconds to what Scott had to say, they would have been mortified and heartbroken. I, I hope they would have been. You kind of wonder sometimes, though. But as parents became aware that the same school board that had shut them down had apparently been covering up this sexual assault on the 13-year-old girl, they have now began calling for resignations. In fact, all of them, from the superintendent to the board members. I'm pretty sure these guys won't step out of their role because they're probably fairly highly compensated. It's a large school district. ABC 7 News, a TV station also from Washington, D.C., it says, quote, the same juvenile suspect was charged with a second assault, sexual assault. The same guy that assaulted Smith's daughter had assaulted another girl in another school by doing the same thing. He put on a, a skirt, said he identifies as, he's a transgender, identifies as a girl, and he went into the school, I would assume, into the girl's restroom and assaulted a different girl. And the school apparently, I haven't been able to verify that, but apparently the school knew about that one as well because it's on the police record. Clearly, the social indoctrination agenda of the school district has become so noble in the minds of the educators that it has blinded them to any kind of a moral compass. Well, I'll tell you, I, as I said, I talked about this earlier in this column that President Biden has directed the U.S. Justice Department now to direct the FBI to screen these incidences in school board meetings to protect boards and administrators from the fear of personal harm. None of them have been harmed. The daughter has been harmed by their policies. And I can almost tell you with certainty, knowing just based on what I know, this won't be the last time we hear this story. Someone else's daughter will be assaulted in the bathroom where they are bowing down at the feet of this transgender movement. It is demonic. It is not compassionate. It is destructive. These kids need help. These, I mean, I think this kid is just, this boy apparently is playing the system. He's probably as transgender as his puppy dog is. But he's doing, he's putting on the skirt, he's going into these bathrooms and assaulting girls, two of them now, that he's been caught. He needs a different kind of help, but I mean, these kids need help, but these kids that think they're transgender, and they're, they're all tied in knots over, what am, am I a boy, am I a girl? Little kids, they're being introduced to this in preschool. The whole notion that they could be something other than what they are. When they stand up to take a pee, they're thinking, am I a girl? I didn't know that. Maybe I'm a girl. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that's being implanted into the minds of our kids in America today. In America. Not some foreign land on the far corners of the earth. A nation founded under God on the principles of Judeo-Christianity. A nation that was founded in prayer. The first people who came got on their knees when they waded out of their boat 
and prayed to God and asked to create a city on a hill and all of this. And now here we are today. We have turned our back and we've turned our hearts away from God. And our children, our children are now feeling the brunt of this. It's a very sad time. A Virginia mom probably describes what's happening in Virginia better than anyone. Her name is G. Van Fleet. She endured Mao's cultural revolution before immigrating, legally immigrating to the United States from China. She says, quote, the National School Board, she told Fox, News. She said the National School Boards Association and the Justice Department are using tactics similar to the ones I saw in communist China. They used to stop parents from speaking out. She says, quote, this mother, born and raised in China, now an American citizen, calling this country my country. She says, when I was in China, I spent my entire school years in the Chinese cultural Revolution. So I'm very, very familiar with the communist tactics and how to divide people, how they canceled the Chinese traditional culture and destroyed our heritage. This is happening here in America. Van Fleet says they called them racist for a long time, but that didn't work, referring to parents who spoke out about critical race theory. She says, so I'm quoting her again, so they have to upgrade to domestic terrorists. She said, what's the next step? Is this the next Tiananmen Square crackdown? Parents are expressing fear. Now President Biden has introduced this FBI into the department, into into this issue. Van Fleet says parents should not be intimidated by recent events. She said don't be intimidated because they'll take more ground if you do. She said this is about your children. Her son graduated from this high school, Loudoun High School in 2015. She's an active, remains an active parent in the school. She said, for me, she said, I'm fighting it because it's about our future, the future of our country, this country. So we cannot be intimidated. Psalm 127.3 says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from him. A parent is charged by God to raise up a child in the way he should go. People such as Mrs. Van Fleet recognize that we've entered a time when we must decide who will raise up our children in the way they should go. I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but she certainly understands what's going on in our nation. And she sought out Fox News to tell her story to. I hope that we in America can recognize the responsibility that we have as parents and grandparents. It isn't the government or the government schools. We call it public education. It's far from that now. It started out very well intended. Noah Webster intended it to be a blessing. It's become a curse. The wrong people have gotten control of the institution of education in America, and anyone that's clear thinking knows that. We can see it. There's not even a pretense anymore of much that they're merely educating. It's about indoctrinating. It's about controlling their minds and developing their minds and so on. 
So I would encourage you as a parent or a grandparent to look for ways that you can invest yourself into your children or your grandchildren because literally their lives depend on it. Well, we'll continue our conversation on Monday. Thanks for being with me. I'll see you Monday. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.